All right, welcome back to the Randy Forcier podcast. This is episode six. Today I have Brian Curit joining me. Many of you may know him as Coach Curit. He was my coach growing up, someone I look up to a ton, has had a huge positive influence on my life. Um, and I'm looking forward to talking to him today. So coach, thanks for coming on. Yeah, you're very welcome. So first podcast for you? Yes, it is. <laughs> I was talking to Matt this weekend. I know you guys had been in touch. And he said, uh, he said, you told him that you were doing my blog is what, what he said. <laughs> uh, all right. This is going to be a dump fest, right? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm happy to, uh, sort of like Bill Belichick saying the, you know, something to the effect of snap face or something like that. You know? <laughs> That's pretty much exactly what I was thinking when he told me that we both had a good laugh out of it. So, um, as I was telling you offline, I started this podcast a little while ago. As a way to talk to people in my life, uh, important people in my life, important people in the community, some people that I think have something to say or people would be interested in. So I thought of you and I wanted to have you on because as my kids have grown up, I've gotten pretty involved in coaching. You've obviously been a coach your whole entire life, coached me probably a thousand kids at this point. And there was a conversation I want to have around coaching. It's something that I've been having fun with, that I want to improve in, that I can see doing for a while. And I figured you'd be the best person to talk to. So. Why don't you give me a little bit of background on your coaching when you started and, and where you've been? I know this stuff, but. Uh, as coaching football was 1983. I coached at Alorcha Beach for two years. And then in 85, I came home to uh, to Biddeford. And I, then I worked, mm -hmm. you know, I was a freshman coach. And then in 1994, I became the, the head football coach here. So yes. the big reason I think that, you you know, I and you and I talking, I was very much influenced by my coaches. And that's the reason why I decided to go into coaching and education as well. That's one of the things I wanted to ask you about. Would you say that it was mostly having an impact on kids that is the reason you wanted to coach or was it the game of football or a combination of definitely both? a combination because the way i looked at it i i having grown up without a father I, I i was constantly sort of looking for you know male role models what's a when, what a, what i'm when what a men's you know like uh they're <laughs> supposed to be like what a father's supposed to be like and as i said from an early age from my days literally at saint andre's with Paul McDonough and Paul Rubitite to the, you know, obviously meeting the, the four men that would really shape me at the high school. Mm -hmm. um, they influenced me a, a, a great deal. So then I said, gee, you know what? I, I loved, I loved the competitive nature of, of coaching. But the biggest thing is I really thought I could, I could, or at least I hope I could make a difference with some people. Yeah. Have a, have a positive impact for me. Coaching. One of the funnest things has been seeing kids that actually weren't that good. We weren't sure. I mean, I coached softball, so that's a little bit different than football, but seeing the girls come into the team that have never touched a softball before, not very good. Um, but definitely were enthusiastic about it, make progress over the course of the season. And then by the end of the season, you know, they're better throwers, better hitters. And I wouldn't attribute that to my coaching particularly, but just the fact that they're doing it every day, I find that to be super rewarding. And I imagine the same type of stuff for you. Yeah, I think that's very true. And, and, you know, I'm a big believer in repetitions, the mother of all learning. And, uh -huh. and you see that at, at that level, you can see improvement in, you know, not in a long, long period, you know, and it's pretty drastic, isn't it? Yeah. You know? Well, softball season's only got us two months. We probably have 12, 13 games, probably half dozen practices. And just in that, that period of time, um, yeah, I, knew, I talked to you about this before and, and maybe a lot of people don't know this, but 
when I came back from my second go around mm -hmm. as the head football coach here, I sought you out. I sought, you know, Josh Carter out. I sought John Che out. And, mm -hmm. and I hope to be around for another, you know, seven, 10 years or what have you. But I was really hoping to, to see some of the people that, that, that a bit of football meant so much too. And then I was hoping, uh, of course, you know, families, life and things like that are so busy and, you know, that didn't work out, but let's see, you've got, you found a niche with, with girls softball. And yeah. You know, coaching with you for those, I think it was three seasons, although that last season was especially tough. I think my second daughter had been born, work was super busy. So it got a lot harder to carve three hours out of every day during the week. But the, the first couple of years at the very least were some of the funnest times I had. I got to see one of my best friends, John Che on a daily basis, got to hang out with you guys, see what it was like behind the scenes. I mean, we still you sent me a text yesterday and still still <laughs> some of those guys that that we're in touch with and i think that those relationships are so awesome so i'll always have fond memories of that time coaching and i, I was flattered that you want, were hoping that that some of us would want to continue with the program that would be a dream come true for me it's just the timing for the kids you know if i was a teacher and that's and that's you i mean it's been it's helped with coaching for you to be a teacher and a coach right i mean your day gets done when the kids day gets done and then you just coaching the afternoon for me, having a business and working generally a nine to five, it's a little bit harder to, to coach. But I, I think being a teacher coach is, is probably an ideal situation. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's true. And, and, and I, as I said, I always knew that, that you'd be a real good coach. And I know that mm -hmm. the other people, you know, the, you know, John and, you know, the Sin Carter brothers, obviously Anthony now is the head wrestling coach here, a bit of an high school is doing a great job. So, and they've had some success. I've yes, they I've been have. Following them this season, isn't it interesting to see that Biddeford and Saka are are a joint team? And that happens, I guess, all over the state nowadays, where where communities are collaborating just because of numbers. But it's, very it's, foreign to us, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been what past five, ten years that that's happened. There's some joint hockey teams, obviously, this wrestling teams, probably a few others, but it's a, it's a weird thing to see. Yep. But I love seeing the success that Ant's having. Definitely following him. I know he'll have a huge positive impact on those kids for Biddeford and Saka. So that's exciting. As far as some of your best memories in coaching, what comes to mind for you? Is it coaching with Coach Landry, obviously some state championship teams that you're involved in? What are some of the things that come to mind as, as highlights for you? I, I think you certainly remember the winning. You know, mm -hmm. I think the uh, the big thing is the journey along the way. I think about, you know, you and I have remained close all these years, and there's a handful of teams that I really believed, and Mike Fecto and I had this conversation during the, uh, the 94 celebration back mm -hmm. at few years ago at, at uh, well, now Smitty's, but, uh, you know, we, we had near misses, and, and I thought that your senior class in particular really yeah. deserved to win a championship in 02, 03, those two years, uh, your other brother in, in 16, I mean, mm -hmm. those those teams were just gut-wrenchingly close, I mean, mm -hmm. none more than yours, and to get beat by a team by, you know, one one point, that's a, that's a tough pill to swallow, but... At the same time, I think there's a right and a wrong way to go about things. And, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying it was the only way, but it was the only way I knew. And I thought that, you know, to see kids buy into what you really believe is important is just a, a great, a great uh, experience. And, and I guess the biggest thing for me and really thinking about that, that question is that, you know, when you meet a, a, a player at 14 years old, like you were and you know, you in, in freshman football, if you remember, you know, we, we joke about that all the time, how I had gone in to address the freshman that year and then to see what kind of fathers you guys are, how successful you are. It's so satisfying to me, you know, and, and you've decided to, to 
you know, make your home here. And I think that's even more special. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's important for me to be part of the community. I talk about that a lot to people. It's probably annoying as often as I say it, but it's, it's definitely important for me, any community that I'm involved in to be a part of it, make it better. There's plenty of people that complain in this world. They bitch and they complain and no one wants to be a part of the solution. And that's always the way that I want to be. So rather than complaining, I'd rather be one of those guys that are having an impact, making a decision. And I think I got a lot of that from, you know, my parents or people like you in my life. And, and that's definitely something I appreciate. That's flattering. And, and, and as I said, you're good at it too. You know, your yeah. demeanor is, is allows you to uh, not get too, too high when things are good and too low when things are bad. And that's always been one of my worst habits. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know it's, I guess that's just the way it is. You, you should see me when I'm uh, not in front of the camera. <laughs> now, what's your advice for people that are thinking about coaching? Like someone in my situation who wants to improve as a coach and what are you telling people in that situation? I think anybody that, that has an inkling to coach, they should coach. My thought on that, and, and I, all the years that I was, that I coached here, I never, ever, ever said no to a volunteer, mm -hmm. never. And, uh, and I thought that that, if somebody wanted to now, sometimes, you know, 99% of the time they, it worked, it worked well. And there was always, uh, you know, times where you, you know, it didn't work out so well, but I think if somebody thinks that they, they can be a positive influence, I think they should. I think it becomes even more critical when you have your own kids because I think that you're the type of person, and I know Coach Cody had said that literally 40 years ago, basically saying, hey, you never know who your your, your son or your daughter could, could end up getting coached by and, you, you know, that you're going to do things the right way. And, <clears throat> you know, there, I think that there's no substitute for for uh, experience, you know. Because then you see what works and what doesn't. And, and you know, the challenging thing about any sport that you coach, it's every year is different. You yep. know? I think that's important because three years into really coaching, three or four years really into coaching softball. And I think I've learned something every year. And actually, we're getting into All-Stars now. My my oldest daughter is on the Miners All-Star team for softball. And we're so actually... She's nine or ten. She's nine. And uh, we're, we're starting that actually tonight. But it's probably going to be the most competitive sport that I've coached when you're coaching coach bitch and minors regular season teams. And you're just trying to instill the basics and trying to get people to hustle and listen. Now we're trying to win, you know, so we're really stepping up the competition. So I think this will be a good experience for me to kind of come back and, and carry with me moving forward. And I, I, it's something that I'm sure I'll learn from and remember as you we move will forward. And good luck to you. That's great. And what a great experience for your daughter as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it's practice. Yeah, she's in for a little bit of a rude awakening for, for what it's been. But, yeah, now it's practice every night of the week, six to eight, two-hour practices. Everything had been an hour and 15 minutes before. And But I think the improvement that they'll have just in playing this All-Stars, whether it's two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever it ends up being, depending on how far we go, it's better than any regular season or clinic or anything that we could do at the house. And you're um, going to see, you know, where we, we were talking about the improvement. Wait till you practice every day. The, the <laughs> improvement is going to be, you know, drastic i think i i think so too i'm really excited about it but again it's going to be a lot more competitive than what i'm used to so i'm just i'm thinking okay what are we going to do differently and i'm lucky to be coaching with some people that have some experience i'll just try to be a sponge while i'm doing it because i want to keep coaching but this brings up a thought then do you ever question yourself and your ability to coach or maybe early on like am i doing the right stuff am i clicking with these people i'm talking about 10 year old kids and you're talking i'm probably a different different type of person no, that you're coaching but don't forget, I, I coached uh, 
I coached baseball for a long time. I yep. coached at the little league level when my son came through. I've coached a lot of age, you know, youth football. Mm -hmm. And, and <clears throat> I think it's all still a, a whole learning. I think kids are kids. I think that, you know, I think about how many mistakes I made along the way and how, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword because I, I think about that all the time because now I'll never coach again, and I'm pretty sure about that. I, really? Okay. Yeah, but, but, that, but the funny thing is that I think about when you're young, you, at least especially during football, I was just so terrified of failing, and, mm -hmm. and I thought that we had such a um, something to live up to in regards to the, the reputation that Biddeford had is that I was, I was terrified of, of failing. So I think that at, at times I ended up being a little – maybe a little too sort of overzealous, if that's a, I could use the word, uh, other words, but, and then towards the end of my career, I became a little, a little more tempered. And sometimes I think about while it was good for me that way, I think I, it might've, I think that, that part of the fire that, that got extinguished somewhat as you get older or what have you, you know, I think that it's, it's kind of a catch-22. You know, you could you could say it's good or bad, and I'm not even sure what I'm saying makes any sense to you. But I think, just... I think you would call it you're getting soft. Yeah, so. Yeah, and in Biddeford, <laughs> we're not soft. We're old school and, and you know, blue collar. Blue collar, yeah. No, I, I get it. And how many years old did you coach? If we think back, so 85 to when did you stop? 2008? I think I it was, what, 39 years ago? Is that what it was? And then at Bitterford, it was like, what, 37 or so? Or 30, or not, not not that many because I, I've been out of it for a few years now. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I'm not exactly sure. I was the head football coach here for, for 20 seasons. So, from What was it like coming back that second time? Because right, that, that was a big deal for me. I, mean, I wasn't in school anymore. I was out of school, but it's like, wow, Coach Kurt's coming back. Was that... That ex how exciting was that? Were you ready for that second challenge? It was like MJ coming out of retirement. <laughs> Not quite. Uh, <laughs> no, I, it, it was, it was, it was, uh, I guess the biggest, the biggest reason why I did it is because having watched my son, your brother, uh, Austin do tremble, uh, you know, I, uh, I can think of uh, Brady Crapo, I, there were, you know, Patrick Pearl, I mean, the list, and I hated to <clears throat> name names, but I knew what kind of talent there was be, having seen those kids grow up. And I was really excited about <clears throat> about the, the prospect of maybe getting an opportunity to see these guys through and meaning that, you know, maybe they could, they, they could end up, you know, getting to the top of the mountain. You know, and along the way, there were so many great kids. And, you know, my son you know, obviously grew up hearing stories and, yep. you know, and, and so did your brother in regards to both you know, you and, and Matt's experience and, and, and the journey along the way was, was great. I can say this, you know, like when I think about the teams that, 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 that are the most dear to my heart, I, I think about how hard they were willing to work. And, and, and I know that um, Ryan Lucas, our former trainer, you know, he and I had this conversation probably two years ago, and it was flattering. He said, you know, everywhere he's gone and, and the conversations he's had, he, he said, nobody, nobody, nobody outworked Biddeford kids. And that, I think, is a tribute to what 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 the program meant, what people were willing to do to and, – and not only that, just their ability to be coached. And yep. I have such great memories in regards to that stuff, you know. I remember the summer lifting programs, the working out in the field in the summertime and doing all all kinds of different things with my teammates. That, that's stuff that we still talk about. Remember, it has a huge impact on us. Yeah, um, well, it's, it's, as I said, there was, it, 
are there other ways to sort of do it? Yeah, I was, I suppose, but that was what I was coached by my coach and who obviously will go down as one of the great coaches in history. And mm-hmm. it's the way I knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, again, it certainly had an impact on me. So I, I mean, I appreciate it. And I think it had an impact on the thousand kids that you've coached and, and all the success that they had. Now you said that you don't see yourself coaching again. I assume you're talking about football because you are coaching baseball right now as an assistant. So what do you see for yourself in the future for coaching? I think Keith LeBlanc and I are real good friends. Uh, Keith had an, a longtime assistant, Sean Dakota, who because of his uh, job was unable to coach this spring. So, and that was kind of a conversation he had. And then, you know, it just happened by, hey, do, would you th- consider coaching? And I said, well, how about giving me the weekend? And then I got home and I, you know, I talked to my mother about it. She knew how much I, and as much as I love football, I love baseball. I wouldn't necessarily, it'd be hard for me to make an argument about which one I'm more passionate about. But I, I said, you know what? I want to do it. Um, and I'm glad that I did it. But frankly, I, I think a lot of the, you know, the perception was that I, I coached football and I was there to sort of, you know, do what Keith asked me, which, which was true. But I thought there were times where, you think you could help somebody improve and it, you know, and maybe they listened or maybe they didn't, but it's, it's, it's all good. I had a great experience. It was, um, was that a one and done type scenario for you? Or do you think, think uh, you'd help in the future? I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. You know, I sure as heck would not want to be a, a head football coach or a head anything. anything, anymore. anything? I, I think about, you know, in a, in a real, I think about when Joey or Maria have kids, I think I would love to be a, uh, sort of a person, especially at the lower levels, like you said, I, I really missed that, that age because I really, I really thought that kids, kids were sponges there too, you know, to use your word that you used earlier. I thought that, I thought you could really, really show them how to do something and they would listen, you know, as opposed to, I think that sometimes, unfortunately, and we've all been there where you get so old that, that you're not always uh, receptive to people that that's, you know, yeah, and that's all. Now, how far away are you from retirement? You think on the Three teaching years. side of things? Three years. You answered that very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, August first of two thousand twenty-five. That no, and it, it, it is it is that day. And and trust me, I, this is year thirty-five that I'm wrapping up to what Wednesday, and um, I've loved uh, ninety-nine point nine percent of the yeah. the time that I've had in the classroom. But it's uh, I think. Uh, teaching and it, you know because uh, now you're spending time on the political side yeah. uh, as a member of the school board it's not an easy gig and ironically enough it's funny because I you know my daughter Maria she just she's wrapping up her first year as a teacher at Deering High School and she's the head uh, girls track coach there and it's, I did not realize that I yes. knew she was I knew she was back we, we saw her few weeks back, yeah. but I did not realize she was teaching and coaching. Yeah. She was the director of the youth services for Southern Maine Healthcare and then she sort of always had in the back of her mind she wanted to teach and i was thinking to myself oh goodness you know because it is it's it's a more it's a more it's a far more difficult job than it was back in 1987 when i first started coaching uh teaching for so many different reasons but she loves it she is so happy about about doing that i i would think that at some point joey will certainly uh, do some coaching at some point. Yeah. I'm, I'm pausing. He'd be a great coach. Yeah. Uh, he's, 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 he's really, really, really bright kid. And he's a 
football guru. He just loves every part of football. So. Yeah. No, he, he would be a great coach. Um, you know, I, I regret not taking your class in high school. We joke around about it. It was a little bit too easy for me. Current events, <laughs> I, I left that class for people like Josh and Kata and maybe a step down for me as a student. So. <laughs> No, it's, it's, I'm very, and you know, speaking of that, I'm very passionate about that course in particular. It's uh, especially in this day and age, in this yeah. climate, so to speak, you know? Yeah. So that's what you're still teaching. I teach that and I teach the freshman course and I teach, I've also last year and this year, I'm teaching one U uh, S history course as well, which I always was. No kidding. I always loved it. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that you taught U S history. How many years have you taught that? Or is this a new thing for you? Uh, it's a new thing as of late, but ironically enough, that's what I, I was a U.S. history major. So all the earliest part from, from my first year up until year 10, I was teaching U.S. history. When I came back to the high school from the middle school, Paul McDonough said, Hey, you're teaching a new course. And that's what, uh, critical issues became, but then there were other people teaching U.S. history. So then I sort of more, uh, fell into the freshman course, which is a, is a good course, but I like it because I get an opportunity to see kids as freshmen and then I, I get them again as they leave. And that's yeah. kind of a neat experience as well. Build that relationship that spans the whole high yeah. school experience. The maturation process, again, you know, where you're talking about how kids improve so much. Well, it's real neat to see kids grow up to both physically and emotionally, you know? Yeah. And it goes so fast. You know, it's, I, I have classmates that I went to, went to high school with that have kids that have graduated high school this year and it just goes by in the blink of an eye. You know, four yeah, years is, is nothing. In a couple of months, we'll be celebrating my 40th um, class reunion. Can you imagine that? I mean, that doesn't even seem possible. Yeah. Um, we missed our 20th because of COVID. What are we, 22 or something? But you know, still stay in touch with a lot of people, but it definitely is a lifetime ago. And we're just little babies back then. I remember when I was coaching with you, whatever, six, seven, eight years ago, I remember thinking how young the kids looked as a coach compared to when I was playing, when I thought, you know, I'm 16 years old, hot shot, you think you're all cool. And then when you're a little bit older, looking at these things, they look like little babies, you know, but then they graduate high school and it's all good stuff. Um, those are the main things that I wanted to talk to you about today. I thought it was a great conversation about coaching. Um, some of your thoughts, de definitely some things that I'll take to heart and carry with me as, as I coach moving forward. And I appreciate taking the time to be on. No, I'm, I'm happy to and flattered to, that you asked and any, anything for you for certain. Yeah. So. Now, before we go, have you been watching any basketball at all? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Celtic fanatic, you know, yes. So what do you think about tonight? I'm nervous. You know what? But again, I, I guess I take solace in the fact that they haven't lost, uh, you know, after they haven't lost, they've won after every single loss. Yeah. It's getting to be really ridiculously uh, that, you know, it seems like they're never comfortable being comfortable where, you know, they could have had a stranglehold on the whole series at three and three and one. My son and my son is will, will be texting throughout the whole game, yeah. you know, again, kind of complaining about my favorite player is Marcus Smart and he's hoisting the. It seems like he's the only guy interested in shooting at the end of the game, and I'm not so sure that's in the best interest of, of we Celtic fans. You know, he can make them once in a while, but yeah, it's not yeah. it's not where, where I want to be. But they leave him open, they give him the shots, and he, he hasn't always come up clutch. But I feel the same way. Yeah, I, yeah, they just 
they could make it so much easier on themselves. But it does give me hope that they, they play well on the road and they and they bounce back after losses. Just need Jason Tatum to be a star for once. He he seems to be folding a little bit. I don't want to say folding completely, but it's he's definitely not living up to to what I would expect from him. Unfortunately, well, there's, there's a time where everybody has to rise to the occasion, and I think that's we're at that point now. He has to. I mean, Steph Curry did that. You know, what I mean, think about it. Unbelievable. It's a really something to witness, and and you know what, every great player, uh, you know, has to put the team on his back at some point. And I really thought that at the same time that that might be Jalen Brown too, because Jalen Brown was always kind of like the, you know, like the he took a back seat to, and who knows, we'll see. I'm a, I'm looking forward to it, but I just hope that, you know, it would be. I know it's a quite a pipe dream, but if they could win tonight and then go back to Boston and win, that win six, would be insane. You yeah. Know what I mean? So it's Monday game five tonight, and I probably won't even put this online until next week. So we'll see. We'll see how, how it all goes between them. Hopefully there's some good news by, by then. <laughs> but, yeah, I just got to stay up for the game. That's the, that's the only tough part with these 9 o'clock tip-offs. Isn't yeah, it true? I got to yeah. set an alarm on my uh, my phone for 11.15, make sure I can catch the end of the game in case I fall asleep. Yeah, and, and I'm very I'm, a, I'm very much a morning person, so they makes the day real long. So. Same, same, same. Great, and good um, luck. Good luck on your journey with Aubrey and her friends, you know. Yeah, definitely. I'll keep you posted. It's going to be exciting. And, again, appreciate you coming on. We'll see where this goes. Maybe do it again sometime and uh, go from there. So thanks again, Coach. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.